You're listening to the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number four. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. It is a chilly, drizzly, gray kind of day here in Dallas. And for some reason, that has put me in an amazing mood. (laughs) I know it's a little counterintuitive, but I got to be honest, I kind of love it. One of the reasons is that my house has a fireplace and most days of the year, it's just too warm to use it. I'm a Midwest girl and used to a chilly fall and a frigid long winter. And down here, it's just kind of always sunny and and warm. And I'm not going to complain about it, but when a day like this happens, it just feels like a rare treat. And so as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, it's a Sunday, I'm going to like flip on that fireplace curl up with a cup of coffee and read a book. It's one of my favorite things for sure. And for some reason, I rarely spend my day that way. I mean, like on a Sunday, if it's sunshiny, I feel obligated to get out and do things. And that's not a bad thing. But today, I kind of feel like the universe has given me permission to be indulgent. So one of my favorite things. But anyway, today I actually want to talk to you about another one of my favorite things. And that is how we see ourselves. Specifically, I want to talk about the importance of being purposeful at that. So how do you choose versus accept your self-image? So let's really talk about that. Have you ever spent time really thinking about how you think about yourself, your self-concept? So many of us don't. And yet it really is the most important thing because how you see yourself is really going to set the course of your life. And it makes all the difference in whether or not you're ever going to be able to do the things that you dream of doing. And I think the fact that we just, most of us kind of accept a self-image that is what I would say more casually shaped as we go through our life instead of choosing it, I think it's why we're all on this never-ending quest for what's enough or what's next. So few of us really relish where we are and appreciate who we are in the moment, no matter the job we have, the partner we have, the things we have, and no matter what we achieve or get, for too many of us, it's really never enough or it's never quite right. If you can relate to this even a little bit, this episode is for you. So hang with me for the next 20 minutes because I think you'll find this a really interesting way to think about it, because we're going to explore why most of us accept the self-image that is either assigned to us by others, meaning things they've said to us, or how they treat us and how we've interpreted that, or that's shaped by our brain as a response to what happens to us. And we're going to talk about self-concept as something that instead of just you know, letting it casually be shaped by our brain or by others. Think of it as something that we can choose and how and why you should do that. And I call this concept I work on with my clients, the self blueprint. So 
Let's dive in. Most of us think about ourselves in the context of where we are in the moment, in our life, in our career. So if things are going well, we tend to feel good or at least relatively positive about ourselves and our prospects for the future. But when circumstances are more challenging, as many times they are, most times we feel less positive or optimistic about who we are and what's possible for us. This is a challenge when our self-concept is shaped by factors that are outside of us versus that come from internal, meaning something that we choose to believe because we know who we are no matter what. One of the concepts that I I do work on with my clients is something that I call the self-blueprint. And a great way to explain this concept is by looking at an architect as they create a house. So in this instance, your self-concept is the house and you're the architect. You know, think about how that works. An architect doesn't just show up at a job site, start picking up the lumber and hammering nails until they see what happens or what they get. And they don't just take random advice of passersby on what the house should be. It wouldn't make sense to do that. It would end up a thrown together mashup of building materials, (laughs) probably not very attractive. It would certainly not be a purposeful structure in terms of design. So not pleasant to look at. And it probably wouldn't be very sturdy either since it was thrown together so randomly. So the structure of a house has to be designed with purpose so that it's solid enough to withstand troubling times like a storm or a tornado or a hurricane. If it's just thrown together, it's going to topple over at the first sign of trouble. And trouble comes for all of us. And in terms of weather, it comes for every house. (laughs) So it's the same with us. If we have a self-concept that's just thrown together, a mashup of things that bosses, friends, teachers have said, it's likely that we're really not going to get where we want to go. And why is that? Well, it's because it's not intentional. When something comes from outside of yourself, it's probably not going to be aligned with what you actually want. To get that kind of alignment, your self-image or self-concept or your idea of who you are and what's possible for you has to come from the inside out. It has to be built by you. It can't be built as a response to the world around you. Because if it, if it is, it's not cohesive and it's definitely not purposeful. So that means when in adversity comes and comes for all of us in our careers, a shaky mashup of a self-concept won't be able to withstand it. A layoff happens very commonly these days, passed over for promotion, a challenging meeting, a bad review. Before you know it, you feel like your very foundation has really been ripped out from underneath you. And you start to question fundamental things about yourself. Like, am I good enough? Am I even good at what I do? Why can't I get it together? Maybe this path isn't meant for me after all. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, let's go back to the architect example. The architect starts with an idea for a house, a concept. What kind of a house do they want to build? Is it a one-story, two-stories, and a multi-level townhome? And from there, they make an endless series of very intentional choices. 
There's lots to choose from. They can choose to build a contemporary house, a traditional, a mid-century modern, a farmhouse, which is very popular these days. And from there, they choose all the little details, the materials, the finishes, and the colors. And along the way, they also decide how to structure the foundation of the house and the walls so that it lasts, so that it's built to withstand the shifts in the weather and the passage of time, so that it's a structure that stands the test of time. So no matter what happens on the outside of that house, it's solid. Yes, things might happen. Time might wear down the roof or whatever. You have to replace it, but that would be also a purposeful choice. It's about more than just an attractive exterior or facade. It's about what that house is in every facet. And for that to be something that was an intentional choice. So the same is really true for us. When you're ready to think about who you are, not who you think you are right now, but who you choose to be, no matter what, it's a concept I call the self-blueprint. There's a lot more to this than what I can cover in the podcast. We go deep, deep into this with my clients. And in the next month, when I launch the Next Level Membership, it's one of the foundational courses that we'll be covering because it's so important. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out out of college or high school or whether you are three quarters of the way through your corporate career. In my view, it is never too early or too late to get super clear on who you decide to be not who others think you should be or have told you that you are. This is about something you get to choose. So in general, knowing this isn't all the detail, let's get into sort of how this works. It really starts with doing a very purposeful kind of internal audit of your qualities from the least positive and perhaps more common to the most positive and or unique. So you start the audit Because it forces you to really think about your self-concept and how you see yourself in a real non-emotional, kind of more pragmatic way. Sort of the way the architect, when building a house to a client's specifications, would approach it. They know how to, you know, construct the foundation and based on, you know, what that client wants to live in, the environment they want to live in, they're going to be making a series of choices that help bring that to life. Same is true for you. You get to decide that kind of thing. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, right? Because it just seems like, well, I'm here and this is how people look at me. And so that must be who I am. But it's not true. That's a reflection that they have. They see yourself in a way that's really through their own filter. You get to decide who you want to be based on how you look at the world and what you want to accomplish in your life. So back to the house example, the self blueprint really lets you evaluate your houses or your own, in this instance, features and attributes to think of these as purely optional choices. And and it's a really unique way to do it because it's not how we think of our life or ourself. We do not think that the image we want to put out into the world is optional but it is. And it's how you choose to think about yourself. So what do you have about yourself that you like and that differentiates you from other people? What new and amazing features would you like to install? What do you have 
that you think could do with a little bit of a remodel? What do you have that you'd like to rip out or demo? Can you tell I've been watching a little too much HGTV lately? I love the demo days. But anyway, it's it's a helpful way of kind of thinking about yourself because we just don't, we kind of think we are who we are and we're not. We're who we decide to be. So in order to really do this, I want you to ask yourself some questions and there's four of them. The first is, what are some good and solid, meaning maybe not unique, but still positive qualities about you that are true no matter what? They're just part of who you are. You have them today and it's part of how you show up in the world. They're good things, but they maybe aren't the most distinctive. So for example, maybe you're punctual or reliable or positive or collaborative. I think it's helpful to really ask yourself that question and then just keep writing. Write down all of them, no matter how small or insignificant they might seem or how natural. One of the things I've noticed is that when people are good at something, sometimes they have a hard time seeing it as a quality because it's just so innate to who they are. But really challenge yourself to really look at the things, attributes about yourself that you think are positive, but that even if they're not incredibly distinctive, good things about you that you like. When you get stuck, just keep asking yourself what else until you feel like you've really captured it all. So that's the first question. The good things, positive things about yourself that you like, but they maybe not be highly distinctive. So the second question to ask yourself is, what are some of your more challenging qualities? Maybe things that you'd like to discard or bring, at least if not discard, maybe bring up to neutral, meaning probably do a little shift work, a little work on enhancing this, things that you think you need to improve on. Like maybe you're always late, for example, or you know, maybe you have a hard time making good but swift decisions. You might be indecisive, things like that. These are things that can be changed. New habits can be developed and you can bring that to either a positive quality that you have or even just neutral. Just get yourself to be mostly on time. You know, make it something that you feel like you can be reasonably good at. So for me, one good example of this is impatience. So this is not a good quality, but it is one of my worst qualities. I don't beat myself up over it, but it's something that I have worked on a lot and I've gotten way better, but I can't imagine the day will come when anyone will ever say, wow, Carla is just so patient. It's never going to happen. But I do work on it. I work on my awareness of it. And I have gotten very in touch with the thoughts that I have that cause me to be impatient. So that's what I mean. Like when you have something about yourself that you think is hmm, maybe a weakness, could be holding you back a little bit, you need to identify it. And even though it probably will never be a towering strength for you, at least be aware of it understand how to kind of get control of it so that you can at least bring it to neutral. People are probably never going to rave about my patience, but what I don't want them to do is talk about how impatient I am. I just kind of want to take it off the table. That's what I mean by kind of bringing it to neutral. So we all have those things that are in there that we'd like to erase and, you know, they can hold us back if we're not aware of them. 
But if we're aware of them, like I said, we can at least take it off the table, kind of bring it to neutral. No, it's never going to be a towering strength and that's okay. We can't be good at everything, but we want to make sure that we understand what our potential derailers are. Then the third thing I want you to do is ask yourself, what are some good qualities you have that maybe you don't use a lot? So they're there, they show up from time to time and you think, oh, wow, that was pretty amazing. But you kind of rarely see glimpses of them because you use them kind of inconsistently. So start writing those down and really take note of what those things are. Because if you know you're good at something, but you sort of don't lean on it a lot, just being aware that it's a quality that you have will help you to kind of lean into it more purposefully and more consistently in your career and your life. And then the last question of the four is, what are some new and unique qualities that you would like to choose? So sort of back to the house example, if there's a whole pantry full of qualities in your kitchen, which ones do you see on the pantry shelf that you think would really be amazing to have and to cultivate into towering strengths? Maybe these are things that lean into things that you're sort of good at and that you feel like you've got the potential to be great at. Things that could become maybe your X factor, things that you're known for. And, you know, you can maybe be born with it, but maybe you're not. Maybe you just want to be great at it. You know, there's something to be said for picking some qualities that you are attracted to and then studying them, learning them and working on building those things into something that you lean into on a consistent basis. So keep writing those. What are some amazing qualities? Like if you stay with that for a minute, like for me, one of the things that I was always drawn to in my career was strategy. And the I was always admired as I was coming up in my career, leaders and people that I observed, peers and stuff that were so good at thinking through problems. And as I started doing it, obviously I wasn't great at it at first, but as I I really wanted to be, right? And so I observed people and I, I studied them and I read a lot of books and took some courses and things like that. And as I developed myself, I started to be given more and more of those kinds of assignments. And now For me, the last 10 years of my career have been shaped by being in roles that really are about strategy and problem solving and innovation. And that's probably for me, the most compelling part of business. And I didn't, it didn't happen overnight and I wasn't born with it, but I was very attracted to it as an idea of something that I would like to cultivate in myself. And I really went on this journey of challenging myself to learn it and to get good at it. And it's, developed into something that for me is a relative strength versus many others. I'm sure there are many people who are better at it than me, but I'm also better at it than many others. So I'm kind of somewhere along the continuum and it's something that I really enjoy and I feel like I'm known for. And now if you were to test me on some of my unique and innate qualities, qualities that involve strategy are at the top of the list for me. They're my towering strengths. And it's really because I focused on them so much. So that's what I mean, like by choosing stuff, it doesn't mean just because you don't have it today, doesn't mean that you can't get great at it. It's about understanding what you're attracted to, 
choosing it and then deciding intentionally to cultivate that into a strength. So when you ask yourself these four questions that we've gone through, so what are you good and solid at that's positive, but that might not be totally unique, write those things down. What are some of the more challenging qualities you have that you feel like you need to either discard or kind of neutralize so they don't hold you back? What are the qualities that are in there that you'd like to just delete and totally get rid of? And then what are some new and unique qualities that you'd like to choose to cultivate? Those things, if you, if you take the time and spend the time kind of writing it all down and really understanding kind of how you want to think about yourself, you can really start to put together a self-image or a self-concept that has started from your own choices. It's something that starts from inside of you and it'll stay with you and sort of keep you steady no matter the challenges that come your way. So make sure that you really take the time with this, capture all the things, examine them, consider them, really select the things purposefully that you want to discard or minimize and the things that you want to either keep or develop. When you do that, you are going to really be equipped for anything that comes your way. And you're not going to be kind of blown around by the storms that come, you know, layoffs, challenging meetings, politics, disappointments, setbacks, criticism. It happens to all of us. But if you take the time now to get clear on who you know you are and who you are choosing to become versus who others have told you you are, you're going to be able to withstand anything. You'll stay strong in your belief of yourself and your possibilities for the future in the middle of whatever storm comes your way, because you know who you are. Even when you fall down, even when you're not perfect, even when you feel like all hope is lost or the worst thing that could ever happen has happened, you get to decide not only what you're going to go after this year and in the years to come in terms of a goal, but even more importantly, who you will be while you're doing it. Let it sink in, own it, and then you can live it. Until next time, make it a great week, friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.